what no one tells you about being married to a realtor. I don't take it personally when my referrals don't use him. My husband made a career change about three years ago. He's a chartered accountant by trade, but real estate has been his passion for years. It was one of the reasons we fell in love as we both love Vancouver. When he took the plunge, we had a two-year-old and we're, work and we're working on expanding our family. The change affected our marriage, family dynamics, schedules, and everything in between. I expected things to be different, but there were some things no one told me about. Realtors have a bad reputation because of a few bad apples. What do lawyers, used car salesmen, and realtors have in common? Too many jokes about how slimy they are. I used to think realtors were money-grubbing, commission-driven scum of the earth. When I sold my first condo, it seemed like my realtor barely did anything, and yet he received a chunk of the proceeds. I did the nasty thing at the last minute of our negotiations. I made him cut part of his commission to make the offer work. But now, after seeing and experiencing the other side of the coin, I realized realtors work their asses off. It's not easy doing what they do. Every industry has rotten eggs, and it's unfortunate that the media shines the light on those instead of the ones who actually have their client's best interest at heart. It's become my personal PR campaign to promote the good that realtors do, or as my husband's mission statement says, helping families realize financial dreams through their homes. Number two, we're always in the housing market. When friends and family ask if we plan on moving or getting a bigger place, we'll look at each other and simultaneously respond, we're always looking. When you're constantly exposed to what's on sale, it's tempting to want to buy, flip, and invest, especially when you know it's a good deal. There's no such thing as out of sight, out of mind, because he's aware of the market changes day in, day out. He always has a finger on the pulse, so it's hard not to imagine a home bigger and better than our current one. I've seen my dream house, dream home come and go about a dozen times. It was a bit dis disheartening at first, but I know when the right time comes, the right home will too. And I know when we buy that dream home, my house lust will pick up again. It's no longer Monday through Friday, but it's not as frantic and hectic as it seems. Weekdays don't feel like weekdays, and weekends don't feel like weekends. Every day can be a workday, but workdays can turn into a days off. It's not like he's an employee where he's expected to be in the office from 9 to 5. He can work 24-7 if he wanted to. Although his days don't have much structure, he, he almost always joins us for dinner. And I'd say 95% of the time, he's able to kiss the good kids goodnight and tuck them in for their bedtime routines. Some might think that realtors are always on call in case anything happens, and it's true during certain parts of the deal. However, it's not like he's a cardiothoracic surgeon who performs emergency life-saving heart surgery and must leave immediately for the hospital. The last-minute stuff can usually be dealt with through phone calls, text, and emails. With the advent of electronic signature programs like DocuSign, contracts can be changed easily. He rarely needs to drive around with paper contracts unless the client is low-tech. I don't take it personally when my referrals don't end up using him. His network is the foundation of his business, and he's constantly growing it. He's a social butterfly, so catching up with people energizes him. Realtors are a dime a dozen. Everyone knows at least one in their social, social circles. As his biggest cheerleader, I'll often refer him to my friends, family, acquaintances, and coworkers. However, sometimes they decide to go with someone else. 
it's business, not personal, and we both know that. He can't service everyone, and not everyone wants his services. I don't put pressure on my friends to use them, and I don't resent them if they don't. It's not worth putting any friendships, putting my friendships at risk. A laptop is to a writer as a phone is to a realtor. Ping, flash, ping, flash, ring a ring a ring a ding ding. If his network is the foundation of his business, his phone is the backbone that holds it together. I don't know how many people he talks and texts to every day, but it's probably too much for an introvert like myself. With that said, I've had to get used to him leaving abruptly to take calls, not listening to me when he's texting and calling clients during the precious time we have when the kids are asleep. At first it was annoying and definitely started some fights because our routine would often get interrupted by his phone. I had to continually repeat myself, continually repeat to myself to make sure he heard, continually repeat myself to make sure he heard and understood what I was talking about. However, over the years, the kids and I have just adjusted to a new normal. When daddy's on his phone, even though he's physically present, he's not actually here. But when he gets off the phone, he tries his hardest to catch up on what he missed out on, and that effort makes all the difference. I ride the emotional roller coaster with him through every deal. When he's buy when he's helping buyers, I get to witness the journey his clients take from the show from the search, showings, offers, subject removal, completion to possession. It's an emotional roller coaster the entire time, and every deal is a little bit different. Sometimes an offer isn't accepted, even after a day of negotiations. Other times, subjects don't get removed. Last-minute changes and requests come up all the time, and I get to watch him play telephone, communicating back and forth between the listing agent and his client. Round and round it goes. When he's a listing agent, it feels like he's a matchmaker looking for the perfect buyer for his client. When someone calls for a showing, he gets excited because this could potentially be the one. Then if it doesn't pan out, he gets disappointed, but he moves on very quickly. Over the years, I've seen his ability to bounce back and reshift his focus get better and better. It inspires me and gives me the courage to leave my 9-to-5 and pursue my freelance writing. I've learned so much that I could probably be a realtor. Okay, so my husband's an extrovert and loves talking to others and to himself. He thinks out loud and narrates everything he is doing, did, or will do that day. Therefore, I know a thing or two about being a realtor, from the sales process, terminology, realtor to realtor dynamics, how negotiations work, to what's considered a deal versus highway robbery, robbery in all the different neighborhoods of Greater Vancouver. I could probably do what he does. And I bet a lot of other people think that too, especially when they hear about the crazy amounts of money they make in such a short time. Just think about all the shows you see on TV, from Love It, Love it or List It to Selling Sunset. Watching from afar versus the, doing the actual job is very different. It really isn't as easy or as exciting as it seems. Therefore, what I actually learned is that I could never be a realtor and I wouldn't want to either. I may be able to talk and talk, but walking the walk is a whole other thing. I'm just grateful I married someone who does. So listeners, what does your partner or spouse do, or for, do for a living? And how does their profession affect your relationship? Hey guys, it's Catherine here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you loved this or you resonated with this and found value in my content, please hit the subscribe button. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart.